0: Hi, it's Pete Norsted here and welcome to another edition of the Trade on Sports and the Focused on Football uh, betting podcast. And as usual, I'm joined by Jimmy Kempton. How are you doing, Jimmy?
1: Excellent. Thank you, Peter. So on a scale of one to ten, following that FA Cup draw, how excited are you with your posh boys taking on Manchester City at home?
0: Yeah, it's going to be, well, it'll be a great evening. Uh, what's,
1: what's the under over going to be?
0: Four
1: and a half <laughs> and you're going to be uh,
0: plus three, it? maybe? It's... it's, it's... Well, the handicap's going to be huge, isn't it?
1: Well, I would say, though, is, a, folks, we have double-checked and uh, before Man City travel to London Road, they go to Goodison for Frank Lampard's Everton and then, because it's been played in the midweek, they then have the Manchester derby, Pete. So you've got a pretty good spot to take them on in. That's all I can say.
0: Yeah, I, 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 there's no question about it. This will definitely be the best side that's ever visited London Road. Definitely.
1: And the multi-million pound question is, Pete, will you be getting a half-and-half half scarf?
0: No. <laughs> what?
1: It's the biggest game in your life, isn't it? No, I, I fully agree with you. I looked to them when I went to the Emirates to watch Lincoln play Arsenal in that FA Cup quarterfinal. I begrudgingly bought one for Mother as she's a big Arsenal and Tony Adams fan. But no, it's not the sort of purchase I'd like to make.
0: <laughs> I think they're all right if you... Maybe for a souvenir type thing, aren't they? But that's, I yeah. don't know, yeah. But I wouldn't wear not what...
1: for us hardcore fans, mate. Not to <laughs> not to wear around your stone island when you're in the
0: public <laughs> public game, mate. For certain, <laughs> right? Uh, well, it's like I was just saying to Jimmy before we started, what what is it, it's a strange couple of weeks, and I wonder why. And I, I didn't realize Chelsea were off to this World Cup uh, thing, Club Cup thing.
1: Yeah, yeah, and as we do, as we're recording this Sunday afternoon, I'm, they're probably in midair as we speak, they don't even know who they're playing on Wednesday yet in this yeah, it's... kick-off, it's a bit of a shambles in my book. Yeah.
0: Right, anyway, these are games that are taking place over Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Right, we'll start with Newcastle, Everton. Uh, big game this uh, recent head to heads. Newcastle 1 2, Everton 1 2. At home to B- bottom six sides. Newcastle's record's not bad. They've won four, drawn four, lost two, and they're coming off a, uh, a 1 0 victory away at Leeds. Much needed that as well. Uh, Everton away at bottom six sides, one five, drawn three, lost two, come for 1 0 defeat at home to Villa. Newcastle, they've lost just one of their last six home matches. So fairly resilient at home. Everton lost seven of their last nine. They've been in poor form. Obviously, Frank Lampard, you know, has it, it, come there. So, you know, attitudes may be different. Bottom six against bottom six sides, 178 matches, 85 home wins, 45 draws, 48 away wins. Don't see any real value in the line. I was, I would have lent to Newcastle. But with the appointment of Lampard, I, I think that may may have a, a difference
1: I fully agree with you, Pete, there in terms of your assessment of the game. The appointment of Lampard, he came in, won the first game on Saturday, 4-1 against Brentford. There's clearly going to be a different feel around the club. They're still a bottom six side. How much better than a bottom six side are this current group of Everton players? Probably not hugely better. But I'm sure Lampard will get a short-term bounce. And in this spot, as you say, bottom six sides taking on each other. 46% of games are won by the home side. So off this line of scratch with Newcastle slight favourites on it. Historically, the the value is clearly with Newcastle here. In in front of a pack St James's Park with a, a crowd that know the importance of this game. This place will be rocking. But Everton do have that lift of Lampard in charge. So I would keep away from this game, mainly because I'm not too sure which of the two sides will appear, if you know, because Newcastle can still put in good performances. Because, for, you know, we talk about them being really bad this season, Pete, but they've actually avoided defeat in more than 50% of the games. They've, they've drawn nine of 21. You know, that they've lost less games than Brentford less games than Aston Villa. It's just the inability to convert draws into wins that sees them in such a precarious position. So, value probably with Newcastle, but I'm keeping away, mate.
0: West Ham, Watford next. Um, recent head-to-head there. Uh, well, this is this just goes to show how the difference in, between the two sides now. Uh, West Ham have won two and Watford have won two. West Ham at home to bottom six sides. One five, uh, draw naught, lost five. So, that's a Poor record against that own. to bottom six size. None of the five victories were by two or more goals. They're coming for one nil defeat away at Man United. Watford away at top six size, One nought draw, one uh, lost nine. Seven of the nine victories by two or more goals. Come for uh, a nil nil draw away at Burnley. West Ham, they've lost their last two... Um, Top six against bottom six, 188 matches, 80 times the home side of one by two or more. Uh, 42, they've won by one. 60 the away side have either drawn or, or, or won. I, I don't see any value in the line. And again, that just comes to show the progress West Ham have made, minus one and a quarter goals.
1: Well, it's interesting, Pete, that this goal line opened three and a quarter goals. It trended down to three on the appointment of Roy Hodgson. And now, after that goalless draw last night at Burnley, which readers of the the column on Focused on Football and subscribers will have cashed nicely with the no on both teams to score, and those reading the column may even have had a bit of the under two and a quarter. The goal line for this game is now two and three quarters. I can't really remember without team news impacting a goal line, a line to move by half a goal, and this is all based on how Watford are now going to set up under Roy Hodgson, because going into last night's game, they'd conceded 40 goals, sorry, 40, 40 goals in their 20 Premier League games. They kept a clean sheet last night at Burnley. This is going to be a totally different Watford side in the last 15, 17 games of the season than what we've seen earlier in the campaign. On the flip side of that, though, I think West Ham squeezing past Kidderminster is actually a really good thing for the Hammers moving forward. They didn't have a shock, but they had a big scare. So anybody in that London Stadium dressing room thinking that, you know, we're in the top six, we you know, we're, we're, everything's going well, and they get a bit lazy, a bit blase on the training field, that was a game that really sharpened the focus that they need to, you know, they're not as good as they think they are. And they've got to fifth place in the table by that very mantra because they they haven't haven't had hubris in that side. They've worked hard. But this is a big line for West Ham to cover against a Roy Hodgson-led side that's clearly going to be organised. Now the line's two and three quarters. I don't see any value on the under, um, but I definitely wouldn't be playing the over, even though you've probably got half a line goal value from where it opened.
0: Burnley Man United next. And there's a touch of deja vu about this game, I I sense. um, United have won 0 5 at Burnley, winning three by two or more goals. Home's top six sides. Burnley's record reads 1-1, drawn three, lost six, four of the six defeats by uh, two or more goals. Off that nil nil draw at home to Watford United away at bottom six sides, one six drawn three lost one. Only one of the six victories though were by two or more goals. Uh, come off a one nil victory at home to West Ham. Burnley, unbeaten in five home. Man United, they've won their last two. I mean, you can see the value here. I, I, I think that the, my ratings suggested value with Burnley, but we know you know you could almost write this nil one, nil two. Man United.
1: Wonder what you could get on the push, Pete, on the uh, on the actual sort of here, Man United winning by one goal. Yeah, I really love the under two and a half goals here, Pete. Um, It's hitting the last five meetings of the sides at Turf Moor, which actually made the opening line of two and three quarter goals quite a strange one for me. I mean, can you see Burnley scoring more than once in this game?
0: No, well, no.
1: That, you know, it's a bit of a it's a bit of a push at the moment, suggesting that they're going to score at all. Even more so after they let Chris Wood go. And the way that Man United set up, not so much just the way they set up, but the way that they've created or not created chances or taken those chances that they have created in recent weeks. Ralph would be happy to get a goal up. Happy to close the game out. Sean Dyche will look to, you know, make this the shortest game possible. The ball will be out of play and, you know, not not really looking to get it back into play very quickly. Really love the under two and a half goals here, Pete, and it's going to be one of my bets for the week.
0: Man City Brentford next. Uh, bit, again, a big handicap to cover two and a half goals here. City at home to mid-table sides. One-eight draw, one lost one with six of the eight coming in by three or more goals. Come off for one-old draw away at Southampton. Brentford's their recent away form. Uh, One-two draw three lost five. Two of the five defeats by three or more goals. Come off for two-one defeat at home to Wolves. City, they've won the last six home. We know everything about City. Brentford lost six of the last seven. Top six against mid-table sides, 236 matches, 64 times the home side of one by three or more goals, 172 times the away side of cover the handicap. My ratings are suggesting value, uh, Brentford plus two and a half goals. I'm not going to take that though. But what interests me about this game is if this game was played today, say, and City won uh, 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 comfortably or whatever, Brentford would be sitting in a fairly dodgy position. I I think they're dropping a bit like a stone. I think they could get embroiled in this relegation battle.
1: I think they are, Pete. Uh, And I think that is possibly why, if I was going to bet this game, I'd be looking at Man City here, minus two and a half. Yes, we know that covering two and a half goals in the Premier League is is a huge handicap. But nine of City's 14 recent home wins against newly promoted sides have come to nil. We know that City will have a lot of the ball. They're more than likely to score twice in this game, City, even by accident, just by sheer amount of possession that they have in Brentford's final third. And the interesting thing for me, Pete, is you know, Brentford lost in the FA Cup away at Everton. Now, that was a, a game where I think they would have thought, you know what, if we really sort of do our best here. We might have a good chance of having a little bit of a run here and having something for our supporters to hold on to. They got battered at Everton 4-1. They now have this game in midweek, but more importantly, next weekend, they host Crystal Palace. It wouldn't surprise me if we see a drastically weakened Brentford team here for this game, Pete. They will see that home match against Palace, bearing in mind they're eight points off the drop zone at the moment, as a far more important game than this one. One where they think we've got a really good chance of taking three points. If I'm playing this game, Pete, it's City or Pass, and it wouldn't surprise me if Man City scored five or six in this game without even getting into third gear.
0: I wonder how many goals Man City will score by accident at London Road.
1: I've got a feeling that Christy Pim... Oh, no, not Christy Pim, because you've sent him out on loan because you threw yeah. a boot at Dan ferguson Ferguson. <laughs> um, I would go the over-under on that at three and a half, mate.
0: Right, let's get on to the next... Uh, let's go on to the next game. Norwich against Palace... Recent head to has been a draw. Uh, palace, uh, sorry, Norwich are home to mid table sides, one one drawn two lost seven. Come off a well, great three nil victory away at Watford. Uh, palace away, bottom six sides, one five drawn one lost four. Come off a three one uh defeat at home to Liverpool. Norwich they've won their last two. Paris uh lost last two home matches, sorry, away matches. Uh, bottom six against mid table sides, 290, 94 home victories 81 draws 115 away wins ratings are suggesting some good value palace and i i'm not so sure about that though but i but you know I, this these were the games actually were palace they used to have a great record against these you know uh re- um, promoted sides but that seems to have disappeared recently although they are improving slightly
1: yeah, my, my concern here, Pete, is if this had been earlier in the season, and obviously you might have got a much better line earlier in the season when Palace flew out of the traps, you might have even you might have even had to lay half a goal with Palace earlier on in the season. But I would have felt more comfortable with it if they were in good form, as opposed to them heading now to Carrow Road against a little bit of a rejuvenated uh, Norwich side in the middle of a, a two, three, and six run in Premier League action. They've they've only won two of their last 11 games, Pete, Palace. And when you look at sort of over the last five completed seasons, bottom half finishing sides have only won 31% of games away to newly promoted teams. So historically, the the trends suggest that backing Palace isn't really a favourable option. Recent form tells you that Palace are fading away a little bit and if you factor in as well, Norwich having that win last time out at home, uh, this, is, this is a dodgy game for Patrick Vieira's men. There is no way I'd be looking to back them giving up a quarter of a goal on the handicap start. If it was off the draw, no bet, the scratch line, Pete, you could probably just t- tempt me to take Palace,
0: but I'm keeping well away. Spurs Southampton next. Uh, recent head to head, Spurs have one old five. Home to mid table sides, one seven draw, naught lost three, four of the seven by two or more goals. They cut off a, a two 0 defeat away at Chelsea. Southampton away at top half sides, one one draw, one lost eight, seven of the eight defeats were by two or more goals. Cut for one old draw at home to Man City. Spurs. Uh, that, that loss against Chelsea was their first loss in 10. Southampton lost four of last six away. Top half against mid-table sides, 397 matches, 159 times the home side have won by two or more goals. 71 times they've won by one and 167 draws or away wins. Lean to Spurs, that's all
1: I would say. Do oh, yeah. Yeah. Do you know what, Pete? I, I'm so close to betting Southampton. Here. I don't think this Spurs side are good enough to be minus one goal favourites against anybody. I mean, no. it, it's, it's bounced around a little bit. It opened one, trended down to minus three quarters. But I think I'm. Yeah, point...
0: I, sorry, I've quoted minus three quarters goals. There, it is minus one goal now. Yeah, that, I mean,
1: yeah. it's been bouncing around, and I, and I think there's a little bit of a war of attrition going on at the moment in the markets here because I think solely based on that victory over Brighton last night in the FA Cup, why the line has gone back to minus one. I'm not convinced it'll hold because we you look at this Southampton side, they've actually avoided defeat in 15 of the 22 Premier League games this season. They've got a goalless draw away at the Etihad. I think it's misplaced faith here if you believe that Spurs... I've got no issue with somebody saying that Spurs are going to win this game. But if you're needing them to win the game by two clear goals against the Southampton side, who, you know, quietly under the radar, don't lose that many games. I think I think you're asking a lot here of this Tottenham side under Conte, because clearly with everything that's gone on in the transfer window, you know, things aren't overly rosy behind the scenes. I don't think it's the happiest of dressing rooms. You know, they've got rid of Deli Alley, but who knows if Harry Kane will stay for the long term. Uh, yeah laying a full goal there for Spurs is full's gold, I think, mate.
0: Villa leads next. Uh, Leeds won this fixture last time the two sides met. At home to bottom six sides, uh, Villa's record reads 1-6, drawn two, lost two. Can offer 1-0, victory away at Everton. Leeds away at mid-table sides. 1-1, one, one, drawn one, lost seven. Come off a 1-0, defeat at home to Newcastle. Villa, they've won only won one of their last four matches. Uh, Leeds, they've won two of their last three. Uh, mid-table against bottom six sides, 252 matches, 138 home wins, 114 away wins. Mm, I, 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 I don't think I would be on Villa. That was all, again, that's all I would say on this.
1: No, I mean, when, when mid-third sides face off against each other, the home side only have a 40% win rate. You know, we're looking at a goal, a match line, sorry, of minus a half here in Villa's favour. You know, are Villa a better side than Leeds? More than likely, but the league table only says there's four points difference between them. So they're not that much better. And, you know, Villa have lost two more games than Leeds this season. It's just the fact that, again, Leeds are another team that struggled to convert draws into wins. I think it might be a tighter game than the goal market suggests. The goal line set at two and three quarters. A little bit of a lean to the under. Uh, but in, in truth, Pete, this is a game I wouldn't want to touch. Not even with uh, a Peterborough supporter's money. It is interesting, isn't it?
0: The number of, uh, just just as you mentioned there, the number of draws that some of these sides have. I, you know, it, you look at the bottom two, for example, in Newcastle, nine draws from 21. Burnley, 10 from 19. You know, Leeds, seven from 21. But then Southampton, 10. Brighton, 12. There are a few teams, aren't there? You find those teams... Yeah, you know, you you, you back in the draw could
1: be quite profitable in the lower ends of the league, can't it? Well, well, if you asked the the random man in the street, you say, "What do you think of Aston Villa's season so far?" They'd probably say, "Yeah, they've done really well." And and you ask them, "What do you think of Burnley's season?" Oh, been terrible. But then you can point out to them, "Well, actually, Aston Villa have lost three more games than Burnley."
0: Yes, yes, it's strange, isn't it?
1: It's just that lack of attacking threat or the ability yeah. to convert a draw into a win or possibly even just the, the mentality of the managers not to push on, possibly leave them exposed at the back. But, you know, I mean, Villa have, Villa have lost 11 games. Yeah. It's more yeah, than yeah. half of the games they've played, yet everybody's perception of them is that they've had an amazing season.
0: Yes, they've just been lucky. Well, they, uh, luck's the wrong word, but they've just, they just converted... What could have been yeah. draws into wins, haven't they?
1: Yeah, they just don't draw. They'd they'd rather possibly lose a game with the with the better chance of winning it by throwing men forward. I mean, there's it's an interesting one because they're one point ahead of Southampton. Villa have had two draws, Southampton have had ten.
0: Yes. Yeah. 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 Right, next up, uh Liverpool Leicester. Uh Liverpool have been dominant in this fixture. They won four, been one draw. Leicester won not. At home to mid-table sides. Um, Liverpool's record: they've won nine, drawn naught, lost one. Four of the nine are by two or more goals. Can offer a three-one victory away at Palace. Leicester away at top six sides: one-two, drawn naught, lost eight. Two of the eight will by two or more goals. Come for a one-old draw at home to Brighton. Liverpool they've won their last five home matches. Leicester very mixed away from home: one-two, drawn two, lost three. In fact, it's a very mixed season for Leicester all round. Uh, that they haven't performed how they probably would have liked to. Top six against mid-table size, 236 matches, 64 the home side have won by two or more goals, 50 by two, 122 the away side have have lost by one or or gone on to win or draw. Good value, Leicester, here, and that's going to be a bet for me.
1: Hmm. I'm trying to work out whether it is going to be one of the best bets you'll see or whether it is a trap that I just cannot see that I'll be walking into. I don't understand this line, Pete. Um, it's one and three quarters in Liverpool's favour. And when, when, if I'm going to back a team, a big team like this in one of these spots, I really have to be confident that they're likely to keep a clean sheet because you're going to need to you know, score a lot of goals to cover this line. And when you look at Leicester's away form, they've won two, drawn three, lost four. Not very good but they've scored 15 times in those nine games. So they're not picking up results or many positive results, but they're scoring goals. So if they score in this game, it's really going to be problematic for Liverpool to to cover this line. And I'm just wondering how much of this line has Mo Salah and Sadio Mane's return being factored into it? Well, talking Sunday, it's two o'clock. This game's been played on Thursday. Well, They're kicking off in five hours' time in the African Cup of Nations. They're probably going to fly back maybe Monday. Who knows which team wins it? I don't know if there's any sort of formal celebrations in that country or things they have to do. These players, Salah Amane, aren't going to get back in Liverpool's training ground probably until Wednesday morning. What sort of part in this game will they play? And we've seen already today how Liverpool are labouring a bit against Cardiff. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I think Leicester plus one and three quarters is, is a really good bet, Pete. But yeah, I'm but not convinced I'm going to take it. Yeah, I can see Leicester scoring, and and that's really key. If you think Leicester are definitely going to score in this game, then I think you have to bet this game with Leicester plus one and three quarters.
0: Right, finally, an interesting looking match Wolves against Arsenal. Uh, Wolves have had the slight better uh, recently. They've won two, Arsenal one one. At home, top six sides. Wolves' record is good at home. 1 3, drawn 4, lost 3, can offer 2 1 victory away at Brentford. Arsenal away at top half sides, 1-4, drawn two, lost four. Cuff a nil-nil draw at home to Burnley. Wolves, they've won their last three. Arsenal won their last two away. Top half against top six, 272 matches. 114 home wins, 61 draws, 97 away wins. Don't see any value in the line, but this is a big game for both sides, I think. A victory for either side is a good result.
1: It certainly is. I, I don't know how you feel, Pete, as a... As a... Sort of Arsenal follower in terms of their business in the transfer window or their lack of business in terms of replacing a Bamiyang, I would be concerned when Arsenal come up against these really well organised defensive units. You know, when when they play against the blooming shambles of a backline like Watford earlier in the season, or you know, what we've seen performances like Leeds or Everton at times or Norwich, I wouldn't be concerned about who they have up front really because I think. The opposition will help them create opportunities. But when you're playing against the Wolves side, who have allowed just 16 goals in 21 league games this season, the fact that they've got rid of Aubameyang and not really brought anybody in would really concern me. So a bit of a lean to Wolves, but I'm not going to take it. And probably a little bit of a lean to the under two and a quarters because this game could end up goalless. Is it not Alan Smith and Niall Quinn up front for Arsenal yeah. on, a, on Thursday? <laughs> right. it, it seems, I, know, I know why they've got rid of Abamian, but it just seems to me a bit strange that yet again they've been picked at the post for every possible replacement.
0: I feel. I think it's a, a bad news as well, or, or a sad indictment, really, on the game where where they've had to pay. Was it seven million pounds to end his contract? Or that's terrible, isn't it? That's that just goes. That's everything that's wrong with modern day football, isn't it? Yeah, really? I mean,
1: I, I saw the, one of those mean things the other day in terms of showing all the Arsenal players that they've bought and the cost of them, and then they've all gone out on free transfers. It's only yeah, I like
0: hundred
1: and sixty million pounds.
0: Yeah they have been rewarded for failure almost, aren't they?
1: Yeah, for, for a club that we always, whatever you think of Arsenal, off the pitch, they're always run very well from a commercial uh, sponsorship perspective. They seem to be getting it so wrong in terms of the investment in players that there's no return on any of them. You know, They've got a lot of promising youngsters, as we keep saying, whether Arteta's the man to take them forward, only time will tell. Right,
0: uh, we'll wrap this up. I'm going to go just one bet plus uh, Leicester plus one and three... Sorry, well, Leicester plus one and
1: three quarter goals. I'm very close to taking that, Pete, but I'm not going to. And I'm very close to taking Southampton plus a goal against Tottenham. I'm just going to have one bet as well, folks, and that's going to be under two and a half goals in the Burnley v Manchester United game. And, uh, you know, as Pete said when we talked about it, maybe Man United win to nil. 1-0, 2-0 One nil, two nil. Correct scoreline in in Rangnick's men's favour. I think it's going to be a pretty dour game. So yeah, love the unders there.
0: Right, we shall be back Friday uh, for the um, for well for the weekend fixtures, and again we'll have another nine fixtures. So until Friday, uh, uh, have a good midweek. Best of luck, everybody.